yourself. Tell me a little about yourself as well as share how you got involved with Yukonuba and the dog world in general. Your name first. Okay, my name is Lynn Carradine. Um, how I got involved with the dog world itself, I'll tell you first. Sure, sure. Um, So I kind of was always a crazy dog kid. I unfortunately, um, fortunately and unfortunately, was uh, a brainiac. But my parents, um, my family are not dog people. They're not outdoor people. Um, and so it was a little bit difficult. I am um, pretty hard-headed, and so <laughs> there is that. Um, at nine years old, I figured out a way that I could get a dog, and that was to create my own business walking and grooming dogs. No, and, you didn't. And then, yeah, cleaned out my garage, made a business, made enough money for my first dog. And so I, my first dog was Cocker Spaniels. I bought two. Um, they became the family pets, um, and it's just been a I whirlwind since then. had a dog walking then. around in a pet food delivery service as a kid. <laughs> See? Yeah. Okay. You just make it happen. You just make it work. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Dog um, walking around in pet food delivery service. Yep. So, and then from there, I have had experience with all kinds of different dog breeds. Um, I've done a little bit of everything. Um, dog grooming business, dog training business, uh, train kind of pet obedience. Um, okay. And then from that, I really delved into my own animals. Um, I've competed in Mondeering, Schutzen, Obedience, Rally, um, Confirmation, of course. Um, and now I had jumped into the gun dog world after um, getting a job with Royal Cane in Yukaduba. Really? Yeah. So what, out of all the, the aspects of the sports side, which one do you enjoy the most? So, you know, to be 100% honest, I love aspects of all of it. I can't say that there's one particular thing I love the most. I, you know what? The one thing I love the most is the accomplishment of, of making advancements. Like okay. in your mind, you set tiny little goals that you want to meet with your dog. And it's really neat to watch it happen. Like even in my mind to this day, you know, I've trained and attained multiple titles. There's still this moment where, you know, like just teaching a puppy to sit and when you say sit and that dog puppy has that sit down perfectly, like there's still that aha moment. And, and that happens with every single dog and every single command and every single aspect of the, every single sport. So it's that. It's, it's not really, you know, what do I like to train? It's just the fact of the matter that I make advancements. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I, I totally understand that because when everybody goes, well, what's your favorite training discipline? All of them? Yeah. I like yeah. taking that green dog and just working with it, or sitting back and watching somebody else work a dog. Whether the dogs make mistakes or not, that's not the point. It's that mere fact that they're working with the owner. Exactly. So I want you to tell me, what is your definition of a brainiac? You made that as a statement. I want to I want to know what a brainiac is. So, my definition of a brainiac. So, as a child, um, I had been tested and, and um, had tested out of a couple of uh, grades of school. So they put me in a gifted and talented program in sixth grade. Um, I actually studied at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory for a summer. And then they also had a program where it was called a ticker taper rally, where they pretty much give you a Wall Street Journal and you trade stocks and you guys compete. And so I was one of the winners of that as a kid. Wow. And so... Uh, you still trade stocks? I do here and there. Yeah. To be honest, I'm so dedicated with whatever I do. If I don't like dedicate a good portion of time to it. I don't do it. I mean, I trade stocks to a point like I have a 401k and an IRA and a portfolio. Um, but um, jumping into 
IPOs and things like that. Um, I truly study each individual business before I look into an IPO and trying to find business trends, find out what they're doing, you know, what kind of investment is it? Is it a long time, long term, short term, things like that. So I'm probably a little bit deeper than the average you know, person, and so that's kind of was that's why I'm a brainiac. <laughs> was, was, was not expecting that to come out of you. That yeah. Which is, is actually um, part of like the reason why I had to do this interview is because after talking to you the other day. Your story I wanted to share because in the venues that I do on the average, I don't see a lot of strong females such as yourself. Okay? So I was pleasantly impressed and I'm like, I have to interview her because <laughs> just just for the mere fact of the company that you work for right now. So you might work for Yukonuba. Yes. How did you get involved with Yukonuba? Because they're a solid company. They're they're business is based on the science of making working dogs perform well with the food and my background in everything that I do is performance animals all the time whether it be from the confirmation ring whether it be from ring sport to Schutzen I mean my whole background in training is training every discipline so when somebody asks me a question I can bridge their problem so how did you get involved with Yukonuba? So it was actually um, my journey through careers had led me to the veterinary world um, and um, instead of being a veterinarian you know I wanted to be a veterinarian as a kid but of course you know being the brainiac that I am I developed a thought process of you know by the time that you get out of vet school you know, you're walking out with hundreds of thousand dollars in debt because you can't work during vet school and things like that. So um, I ended up leaving school, actually, um, and just kind of wandered around and going, what am I going to do? And that's when I became a groomer and a trainer. Um, you know, as I got a little bit older, I thought, you know, I need a real career. Not saying the dog training, dog grooming is not a real career. Just for me, I wanted something that actually um, kind of challenged me, <laughs> challenged me brain-wise a little bit. I got into veterinary medicine. So jumped in back into the veterinary medicine world, and um, that was about the time that veterinary hospital management was coming about. So that's when I delved into veterinary hospital management. I actually um, paid for myself and then had my veterinary and then convinced my veterinary clinic to cover costs so that I could go to all of the different veterinary seminars. Oh, nice. So I actually traveled to the different veterinary seminars, delved into the veterinary world to better understand how to expand practices. And I took the veterinary practice that I actually worked at from, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars to a couple million dollar clinic um, and really, really grew that. And then from there, it kind of became known that, you know, I was doing these things and making these changes. And it was very innovative in the city that we were in in Kansas. Um, and so the kind of word got around, I'm in Kansas, which is the Animal Health Corridor. Um, I kind of got headhunted by some major companies. Did some visits, checked all their R&Ds out, checked all of their pilot plant, uh, pilot um, plants out, and things like that. Um, and then when the Royal Canin opportunity came up, I really enjoyed how they were very scientific and the way that they do their R&D and the way that they create products. And so that was the opportunity that I stuck with, and um, I've been super happy with it so far. So. Um, I work for technically the Royal Canin the company, um, and I actually work for both brands under Royal Canin. So I'm a business development specialist with Yukonuba um, for Yukonuba Sporting Dog Nationwide um, for professional services. And then in addition to that, I have a territory of Royal Canin. I work with all professionals in Royal Canin, everything from animal shelters, dog breeders, cat breeders. Um, and then working dog organizations and police departments in Georgia, Alabama, and Mississippi. So if a person's in that industry, whether they be a trainer, groomer, or, or even the police department, what kinds of things would you tell them to better educate ourselves as far as using the product and recommending the product to, to, to be in that mainstream of Yukonuba? So a lot of 
it is very, you know, everything that, that Yukonuba stands for is very performance-based, um, you know, as a diet. And so a lot of it is just looking at what your dog does and what your dog needs. That's kind of what you, how you determine the diet. Our premium performance line is a nice span of different options. The chassis of the formula is very similar, but the carbohydrate and fat balances are different depending on the amount of activity a dog does. So it's one, recognizing what your dog's activity levels are. And you know, and you got it, you can't discount nose. I was just talking to someone earlier. I have American Bulldogs. You know, they're using muscles and things like that, but they don't use their nose as much unless they're doing a nose work type activity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they don't use their nose to move around as much as say my Gordon Setters that use their nose to walk. Um, so that using that olfactory gland, because of the fact it's one of the bigger portions of the brain, that's going to use more energy than, say, a dog that's just walking around. So, if you, so there's all of these different details that you just have to figure out in order to be able to determine which diets are best for you. Um, we're always happy to help, so I always say give us a call at Royal Cane and Yukonuba. We can always go through that conversation with each individual um, and be able to best determine some diets for you. Well, that's wonderful. So you mentioned Gordon Setters. Yes. So you also mentioned the confirmation ring. So tell me a little bit about your experience as, first of all, you had to learn a grooming cycle. Yeah. And a, and a backcoat stripping cycle. Yep. Okay. And a tidying and, and shaving the head. Yep. And the time period that you had to do in order to do the chest and chest plate and, and of feathering. Course. And, and tuck and nursing and feathers. You know, all, all that aspect. So how long did it take you to pick that up? So I'm still learning. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna be an expert, to be honest. I am still learning. Um, you know, and and this is the thing is like, uh, you know, when it comes to setters or, or any breed, to be honest, every dog is an individual. And they all and, have their and they all yeah. have their differences. And and when it comes to confirmation, I think the thing is you have to be brutally honest with yourself. And maybe it's not even just brutally honest. You need to be a hundred percent transparent and figure out what your dog's attributes are, and then grooming that dog into to hide the bad attributes and accentuate the good. Yeah. I have two Gordon setters that I currently work with um, and I have one that's uh, like very nice bone very good moving but he just he's a younger dog he doesn't have the presence so you know accentuated his grooming you, you throw as much hair on him you really make him look good and then I have one that swears he owns the world he's better than every person and dog out there you can keep, throw that dog in there with almost no coat and he still wins half the time so you know it's truly being Are able to so they both are finished. One's yeah. a grand champion, one is a champion. Nice. The grand champion, you know, he finished before he was two years old. And that's the one with the presence. He walks in, his tail's up, it's always wagging. It's a beautiful picture. You know, he posts himself. I didn't do, I mean, he has had stack block works just as much as the other one. I, I feel like the younger one, of course, has had more stacking blocks work. But um, it, it's just a personality trait for this dog. But he's a hard worker. This same dog also does dock diving. He also hunts. Um, and you talk about like all of the grooming aspect. I don't have like the most beautifully groomed Gordons because my Gordons still run still on work. 67 acres. Yeah. Um, I, just a week and a half ago, I think my son decided that he wanted to watch the Gordons run in the backfield and I didn't think about it. We hadn't cut hay yet and they came back with about 45 pounds worth of stickers and brush. And um, a lot of stripped dog coat. Yeah, and, and it took me about an hour to get all that out. So, you know, they, they're still dogs. You know, he's dock diving, so he's in chlorinated water. Um, so it's about the you know, decontaminating coat and stuff like that and respects and the other dogs not dock diving yet. So, um, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, of course I have to give kudos to, to nutrition because, you know, omega fatty acids are helping with that coat growth too and but hydration I always say something that people don't think about is like hydration 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 
Um, you know, my Gordons drink probably five gallons plus of water a day. Yeah. And it's because, you know, you need water to process food. You need water to grow hair. You need water to cool down. You need water for all your organs to work. And, you know, those dogs are working pretty hard. Plus, you need water to be able to smell right. So um, they're kind of um, water guzzlers. And we I actually water bait so that they are always hydrated instead of always being at that I'm drinking to survive level. So yeah. um, plain and simple, you know, it's just knowing your dog and accentuate it, make sure you represent them as nice as humanly possible. So what are some of your goals in reference to the the, the business world? Um, I think in reference to the business world, um, my goal is to change the landscape and the thinking. Um, and when I say change the landscape and the thinking, you know, I would like people to know about some of the opportunities in the pet food world. You know, most people, I say I work for a dog food company and they think I work in a plant and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but there are way more opportunities than just plant work. But then working for companies such as um, you know, Royal Canaan, you know, it is a very dedicated co company. You know, i super happy. You get phenomenal benefits. Everyone's um, very family oriented. Um, and in, in addition to that, you know, we have support with ARG groups, you know, associate groups that um, support some of the harder conversations, you know, or minority groups or, you know, things like that. You know, they're very supportive of parental leave. They're very supportive of, you know, so many things. I think working for a company that truly bucks the trend on, you know, just profits and hours and things like that, that that's probably, um, you know, changing the landscape and the thought process of truly enjoying your work and enjoying who you work for. Very cool. No, yeah, I mean, I've been doing Game Fair. Uh, I think this is my 30 plus year out here. And some of the landscaping is changing yeah but the idea that you you're bringing forward because i was watching some interactions of, of communication with people and it's just enlightening to see that the information is being accepted yes you know you have there's a lot of different brands of dog food that are showing throwing their wares around here but not all of them are supplying the education side like your tent is so to, that's very true. So, um, and I, I know I reference Royal Canin because it's the company. Royal Canin is the reference. Um, and that is the thought process. You know, we want to educate people so that you make an educated decision. Uh, you know, we want you to pick us not because we're cheapest, because we're not. You know, we don't want you to pick us because we're the pinkest. We are. Um, you know, we want you to pick us because you've made an educated decision and you want to take care of your dog and you want it to perform as much as humanly, you know, as best as humanly possible. Or doggedly, possibly. You know, plain and simple, it is about educating you so that you can, in one way, shape, or form, you know, make your animals' lives better. So years ago, when when Yukonuba uh, first came to the forefront, I said to my partner at the time, I said, you know, they went pink, pink to sell it to females. <laughs> Actually, pink has been around from the get-go. I, I, I get that. I get that. <laughs> and technically it's not pink <laughs> it is red supposedly so the name the color i know everyone knows thinks it's eucanuba pink it's rhodamide red the sky is blue i know <laughs> i know, the, the <laughs> I know. that's a piece of education that ever no one's going to really believe but if you really look at it at true pink pink is paler um so this is just a lighter Rotom shade of red Rota, what is it rhodamide red rhodamide red all right, I'll have to keep that in mind. <laughs> well, I thank you for your time. This is one of those situations where it's a proud moment to have an interview with somebody that, that's new in the industry. I mean, you're younger than I am, so it, it, it makes me 
gun hold I go I just have to talk to this person yeah. because it's, it's really actually fun and then to listen to some of the things you said and and I my household feeds the product so everybody goes well what do you feed I'm like I don't tell anybody yeah okay? yeah they go well why not I said they're not paying me to tell you that's true and, it, and that's and another that's, it's a it's a it's a fine line for me because of yeah this this history so but I know with the dogs that I use if I'm going on the road, I'm over, I know I can get a product that I can count on, and I can get that product that I can count on here in Minnesota, and if I'm in Kansas or Texas, I can get the product that I can count on. All these other offshoot brands that I can't get them, and then their rations are different just about every single time that I would try that product. So we try the to be very consistent. The same, yes, the, yes. The product is different. So we try to be very consistent. Um, you know, we have a lot of work done. Um, to be very consistent. You know, we try to make sure that the nutrient profiles are always consistent in the diets. And that's, I mean, it's essential. You know, ideally, we don't want dogs, you know, becoming ill or anything like that from um, inconsistencies or changes or things like that. You know, when a dog is performing, these dogs are working harder um, than, than any dogs out there. You know, we want to make sure that diet is not the thing that's causing them upset. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you. Perfect.